0: So, my God, it was frigid the last week or so.
1: <laughs> it's been frosty. Bruh. Very I, frosty so, outside.
0: So, here's the thing about me. Oh, and so you dripped your sinks? I did not. Ooh. I, 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 I'm kind of stubborn that way, and, and I don't do it. But, and I know I should. But, uh, and I know that's probably going to cost me a couple thousand dollars just for being stubborn. Oh, I'm being stubborn. Right. Come on, man. No, but listen, bro. I, you know. If you know me, you know I love my Life Below Zero and my, my nature uh, shows and things like that. So, man, this whole time during this. this you like uh, swimming
1: inside your own house? What are you talking about? Okay. Okay, Mr. Stubborn.
0: No, nah, we're good now. We're good. <laughs> but it's never happened. But, but, you know, if you know me, you know I love Life Below Zero. Um, I love those Alaskan frontier type shows. And I'm sitting here, bro, like. This shit is fucking cold. Like, there's no way I could survive in Alaska like this. Now, obviously, set of circumstances would be different. My attire would be different. Everything like this is Texas. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not totally used to that. But that's all I kept thinking, man. I, like, how cold it was. And my man Boston got out there in the yard and shout out to Boston. <laughs> what up, B? He, uh, he, he didn't give two shits. Like well, he's he was covered just, in fur.
1: He's good, uh, but his feet aren't.
0: His paws aren't.
1: He he was uh, by nature engineered to deal with all elements. No, no
0: question about it. But it was it was kind of cool to kind of marvel at because it was like Buddy wasn't phased at all. And meanwhile, I see my neighbors. They got um, a uh, golden doodle. Um, the, the the half size, not one the, of those
1: accessory size dogs.
0: Yeah, yeah, and um, he's got them all. Dressed up with booties on, I was like, "Come on, man! <laughs> hey, at least me and B, you know, we're gonna rough it out there." You know what I mean? <laughs> so, no, man, it's been it's been crazy, uh, a crazy, crazy start to the year. Uh, I know we had our first episode a couple of weeks ago, um, so that was dope, man. I'm I'm really excited about today, but you know, we're gonna get into our guests, and and, and the format's gonna be a little different because we're just gonna open it up and, and 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 talk, right? But you know, how how's it been the first? Month
1: for you. It's been exciting, man. A lot of uh, a lot of progress on uh, multiple fronts. Um, I have completely narrowed my focus on just a couple of things, and uh, the ball is definitely moving forward. Um, I'm very uh, excited about it. Um, hopefully, contracts get signed and things like that. And I can say I'm 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 uh, humble and and honored to be a part of some really really some really really big things. Um. Yeah. Um. Things are going in the right direction. I can't complain.
0: And we go in yeah, We go in I already <laughs> told you. I,
1: I'm just gonna call you one day. Let's and go eat. I'm like, hey, time to break that fast. Yeah. Yeah. So and or that, cleanse. Sorry, cleanse. That's the it's proper cleanse. Word to use, yeah,
0: cleanse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I did do the fast. Um. Actually, you know what? By the time that this is is put out, this will be one more day left.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: But yeah, I did a I did a fast for the first 7 days, no food, just water. Um and then the rest of the month uh, rest of the month is just juice and and water. And so we're rocking it out. Um cool thing is I went to lunch with my sister today and I don't know how this got brought up, but the lady that, there there're two women that were sitting next to us and they were like, "Hey," uh, and they they're getting up to to leave mm-hmm. and we sparked up a conversation and they were like, I'm sorry, but I, I see her eating. Did you already eat your food? And I was like, no, I'm good. I, I drank I didn't, it. I didn't eat anything. And they, they said, and of course, we got to talking about it And they just thought it was crazy to go 30 days with no food. And I was like, no, you can do it. So it's all about the
1: mindset. Indeed, indeed. So,
0: And I think that's a great uh, segue mindset. You know, <clears throat> this show is about having a growth mindset. And I am uh, tremendously honored that we were able to get this gentleman into the lab with us. Welcome back to the Vision Lab. I'm your host, Ryan Cuffy, alongside my co-host, Mr. Ryan Mosley. Visionaries, we are so humbled and grateful that you guys are tuning in. If you like the content that you've heard thus far and you like rocking with TVO, please, 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 please go ahead and smash that like button and make sure you subscribe. And please, if you found that this uh, episode of this interview was impactful... Feel free to share it with a friend.
1: Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Yes, yes.
0: And so, you know, I, I'm I'm very excited, Mo. Tell us who we got on the show today.
1: Cuff, uh, today's guest is a native of uh the famous, or some people say the infamous, yeah. Gary, Indiana. Uh, you told me a couple weeks ago we we're gonna have in, we we're gonna have somebody on the show who's got a very uh, unique story. Yeah. Um Tony, welcome to the show, my brother. Yes, welcome to the Thank show. You. What up? Uh- Thank you, thank you. good morning good morning how we doing sir doing good
2: man doing good uh i'm blessed that's all i can say yeah
1: gary indiana home of the jacksons home of freddie gibbs uh i, I know there's some ties to the ku klux klan uh you know gary, gary indiana is a special place for those who don't know
2: yeah for sure i wouldn't say so much is tied to the ku klux klan because ku klux klan was further south uh migrated uh they didn't they didn't migrate gary too tough yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah man gary was a very interesting place to be uh growing up in my times but um that's where i'm originally from but i've been in in texas probably now since 2001 so i'm a i'm a native texan now you're texan now i'm a texan
0: okay yeah love to hear it love to hear it so Beginning of the year, Mo. I think you know a lot of us have these, um, you know, visions. Hopefully, visionaries, you've gone out and you've written your vision down, right? And and you're you're working to that. But oftentimes, we run into uh, challenges or, or or hurdles or things that you know where the forces kind of feel like they're just against you, right? And I thought today we could talk about like overcoming obstacles, overcoming adversity. Um, it doesn't mean that you're always gonna have a smile on your face, right? but it's the it's the willingness to get up each day and put one foot in front of the other and and, and go to go to war. You know, a lot of times, um, we're we're on a we're on a mission or a pursuit of of you know, fielding our dreams and shit happens. and, and that's just the reality of life. And uh, I think, Tony, your story, as many times as we had the the chance to to rap about it, um, is is impactful, and I think visionaries, if you're tuning in, um, brace yourselves because this is um, this is one that you can certainly learn from. So, I want to jump right into it, man. Um, Tony, how y'all meet? So I got to give a shout out to to the homie Drew. You know, um, Drew got me hooked up with Tony, and Tony came through to the crib. We did some business, and it was it was it's been love ever since. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me. Well, first of all, Drew told me like, "Hey, you got to have him on the show. Like, you need to talk to him about his story." And I was like, "Okay, well, you know, whatever." And um, so he comes through, and we kind of chopped it up a little bit. And I had a I had a, a an issue that Tony was willing to provide some like unique customer service and come out and, and help service uh, what we needed done at the house. And um and that's kind of where we we started talking a little bit more and, and like listened to that story and was just like man it's crazy and so then we I ended up coming out to his crib and uh, we chopped it up just a little bit more and I was like yeah so if you're interested in being on the show I think that this can be impactful uh, to people. And um, I think it can help people, right? Um, I, you know, visionaries. We don't know where you are in your life, right? Whether you just got out of a traumatic situation or, or dire straits, or, or, you know, whatever the situation may be, or maybe you're in that right now. But I, ultimately, you know, Mo. One of our chief aims is to to help people, mm-hmm. right? And and to help point them towards a guiding light, and and hopefully through these episodic. Um, series that we've done and these podcasts and these, uh, interviews with these personal anecdotes, hopefully that does that. And so we always talk about picking nuggets of wisdom on the trail of life. And that's what, that's what today is all about. So uh, I want to, I want to jump into it, um, right out the gate, Tony. Um, you've got a, a very touching story. Can you take us back? all the way to the beginning and kind of walk us through what you experienced and we'll just, you know, chop it up as we, uh, as we go through.
2: So what you're about to hear is um, probably one of my most darkest times uh, in my life. It first started off um, with my mother.
0: And how long ago
2: was this? What year? This was in 2016 when it all started. Um, My mom had a stroke in 2016, October, the end of October 2016. And so when she had that stroke, of course, because she still resided in Indiana, which is uh, Merrillville, not too far away from Gary, um, she had a stroke. So, of course, she's there with her husband. And uh, he called me to, you know, to come see about moms. So I, 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 I got the first thing smoking to Gary or Chicago because you're flying to Chicago and then you have to drive from Gary to Chicago, which is probably about 20 or 30 minutes, depending on what airport you go to. Um, So I get home and she's basically paralyzed on one side of her body. But, you know, she's still able to talk. Um, but of course she, it just, it just seemed like that, that stroke. She,
0: she was just, she just wasn't right mentally. What, you know? what was that like? You, you could just got off the uh, airplane, drive 20, 30 minutes to, to Gary. You walk in and you see mom, like your mom is there in that, in that position. She's, uh, well, not able a, to walk. It was a, it
2: was a, uh. It was a crazy moment because I never seen my mom like that because my mom is, you know, she's a strong woman or whatever. But, uh, she was very happy to see me when I came in there. Um, and, but just seeing her like that was, was just a shock to me. Uh, I mean, of course, nobody want to see their loved one, uh, in a hospital bed, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, she was there and, um. I think I stayed there for about a week, but then I went back home. Um, made sure she was good before I left. So I'm thinking that the process, you know, is, is a normal process, you know. I ain't going to say normal, but you, you, you thinking in your mind, well, okay, she's going to get back to being herself again, you know. Yeah, just it's a matter just of a time. a minor stroke. Yeah. It, it wasn't like a major. Well, I guess you could say it's major because she was paralyzed on one side of her body. But I always thought that, you know, okay, well, she'll, you know, she'll bounce back because that's my mom. She's always known to bounce back. But, um, so I came back to uh, Texas or here and uh, her situation got worse because, as I said at the in the beginning, it seemed like after she had that stroke her mind just wasn't wasn't there. Uh she would be screaming out things that wasn't there, talking to people that wasn't there, just you know, just little different things at different different moments. So she was it was almost like she was C now but she just had that stroke. Um, so I ended up finding out that uh my stepfather could retire she got bounced from different hospitals because of her temperament. Um, so they kicked out like two or three hospitals, and there was nowhere for her to go. So I had to fly back to Indiana and bring her back. And this was December of 2016. This was two months later uh, prior to the, to the first stroke. So I went, to, I went back to go – Pick her up, had to buy a plane ticket, bring her back. Finally get her back to the house. She stayed she stayed at our house for a little bit. And and one of my buddies came over. He was uh, he is a uh, I guess you wanna call um a manager or something at this this home or rehabilitation center. Okay. And so he offered, he was like, man, why don't you get your mom to go to the rehab center so we can get it right? Because you can't get it right here at the house. So I got her in the rehab center. This is December, right around Christmas time. We got her in there. Well, after Christmas, got her in there. And so um, right around January 16th, right around this time, wow, um, she ended up having another stroke. But let me me rewind it. Before before she had that second stroke, my dad, who resided in Mississippi, was going through his ordeal. He he found out that um, something was wrong with his kidneys, right? And so I had to go to Mississippi right around the time that I'm dealing with my mom, I'm dealing with my dad, Come to find out, my dad, his pacemaker was bad because he had a defibrillator pacemaker, and I'm back and forth dealing with mom and dad, and before mom, I, I, I actually the day that my mom had the stroke, I was in Mississippi or New Orleans because they transferred him from uh, New uh, 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 Mississippi to New Orleans because. He had to have surgery because his defibrillator pacemaker wasn't operating properly. He was
1: cramping out on him.
2: So basically, what we, found, what we ended up finding out later was that one of his leads from his defibrillator pacemaker was embedded into his heart. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah, so it um, <clears throat> ended up happening. I'm, I'm there. He's fixing to have surgery. Boom, I get a call. My mom had a stroke. Second stroke. The second stroke, right? And um, I get the call. I'm at the, I'm at the hospital with my dad, me and my wife. And I'm like, oh, man, this can't be happening. So at the time, my brother and my stepfather, he just happened to be in Texas visiting my mom. And so she had the stroke. And my father was a uh, stepfather was like, hey man, uh, they saying that uh, this this stroke here is a bad one, so you might need to get back. So boom, we took off that night. My wife drove; she didn't want me to drive, man. We drove from New Orleans to Dallas. In six hours,
0: yeah, and that's an eight-hour drive. And that's an eight-hour drive. Booking it, she
2: paddled to the metal. Yeah, trying to get me home. That's why I say, man, my wife, I love her to death. Shout out to wifey. Yeah, shout out to wifey, boys. Wifey was there when when all this was going on. She was there. So we get back. The doctors tell us that there was no chance of her pretty much surviving this stroke because this stroke, this particular stroke was in the inside of her brain. Mm-hmm. So I was devastated. I was devastated. Not only the fact that I was devastated, devastated that that happened, but I couldn't be with my father in new Orleans while he was going through his surgery.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a- curious, Tony, how do you make that decision? You know what I mean? You got your, your father who is um, getting ready to go into surgery because his defibrillator was messed up. Kidneys failed. You're already down there. And then you got mom who had a stroke, now had her second stroke, which is worse than the first one. Um, how do you, wh- what, what are you thinking? And how do you ultimately make that decision to come back to Dallas? Well,
2: um, wife was like, we got to go. So I didn't even really tell my father what exactly was going on. I just told him it was an emergency. I had to leave. So we left. Um, And he understood. My father is the type of person that understands, you know, I mean, he got a family. He he really understands what's going on. So he understood. So we left. Uh, It was wifey. Wifey was like, we got to go. So we left. Get, we go straight to the hospital. We don't even go home, change clothes, nothing. We go straight to the hospital. Yeah. Go in there. And the neurologist told us that we had a decision to make either keep on the machine or take off. Wow. Right. And so it was ultimately up to my stepfather to really make that decision but he asked me and my brother and my mother always told us that she never wanted to be on a machine on a machine yep yep if she if it was ever a time I mean she told us this constantly Mm -hmm. don't leave me on no machine and my stepfather knew that too so we made the decision we didn't make it that day we waited a day made the decision to take her off the machine. We took her off. But, you know, the crazy part about it is is that the doctor told us, well, you have to really pay attention to doctors and what they say. What I found out dealing with stuff with these doctors, sometimes you can really hear what you wanna hear, but you gotta really pay attention to what they tell you. Mm It's two different things. You can hear one thing, and they can tell you another thing. That's right. So the doctor basically was telling us that, yeah, there was a, a chance she, was, she wasn't going to make it. We thinking that it's going to happen right away. It don't happen that way. She's gasping for air. and Man, it was just – that was, like I said, the, the, she ended up passing – a few hours later, but it took a while to pass. But um, my brother, he 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 didn't he couldn't be in the room at the time. But my wife was like, "Hey, you gotta be in here because she got to know that you are right, because otherwise she go be you know." And so I took it. Mm. You dig what I'm saying. I took it.
0: I I, you know? I gotta ask this. You're seeing your mom take her last breaths. Can you walk us through what you're emotionally, you know, going through, what you're thinking? Oh,
2: man. Oh, man.
0: I mean, this is mom that's been there at T-ball games and put a Band-Aid on your, your, your scarred knee and, you know, scolded you for acting an asshole.
2: Oh, man. You talking about having to really hone in on the situation. Not very many people can take that. You know what I'm saying? Not very many people can be there to watch something like that. Um, And I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But, yeah, watching that was was a really hard thing to do. Um, I can't tell you the emotions that was going on at that particular time. But of course I didn't go out, you know. I was just like, wow. I was more I think I was more in shocked that this was going on. Uh, more than anything. So she ended up passing away at that particular time. Uh, and this was this was uh on the seventeenth, which is tomorrow. So this would be seven years mm, when she passed. That's today. Today's the seventeenth? Okay. Well, the day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's interesting. Um <clears throat> a lot of times a new year is 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 brought and talked about with new beginnings, right? But sometimes there's there's closures that take place. Sometimes there's still um remnant issues that you were dealing with from the year previous. And so I think it's apropos that we're talking to you now at the beginning of the year, because as you just said, I mean this was 7 years to the day of this recording that 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 you know took place. So you 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 come back you unfortunately have to make the very very tough um decision um to to take her off the the machine. She struggles for a little bit and she ends up passing directly in front of you.
2: Directly in front of us.
0: So what about dad? Okay so
2: Dad went through surgery. Uh everything is uh well I no, it it wasn't a success cuz what ended up happening, they wasn't able to pull, get the lead out of his heart, out of his heart. So at the time my mom passed away, we she didn't want a uh funeral, so we gave her like a um a repast yeah, sort of like a repass just for the family and, st- and close friends to get together because she never really wanted it, you know. No funeral where people, you know.
1: She, she didn't want all the pomp and circumstance. Exactly.
2: She she was the type that I always said, "Give me my flowers while I'm still here."
1: Mm.
2: You know what I mean? So, and I and I and I, and I, I I'm just thankful that i was able to be able to help my mom man because of so much sacrifice that she yes sir made for yes, me sir. sacrifices that she made for me and i was just happy and thankful that i was able to be there for <clears throat> her when she needed me amen you know what i mean so yes sir I'm, I'm 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 very proud about that and I'm, i'm sure she's proud of me too so with my dad My dad ends up having a surgery. The surgery's unsuccessful. My stepmom's with my my dad. So he's going back and forth from uh, New Orleans to Mississippi. So uh, I think this was February. Let's see, February, let's see. Yeah, the end of February was the last time I seen my dad, right? Okay, so. 2017.
3: 2017.
2: Mm-hmm. I, uh, I went to a visit to go see my dad because my stepmom had to go back to Indiana because she was living in Indiana at the time. And I went for a visit while he was gone because we didn't re- really want to leave my dad alone because after he had that surgery, he just was, was gotten, getting weaker and weaker. So what ended up happening, we ended up finding out that he had a, a skin disease, a rare skin disease called Stevens-Johnson. Mm. Okay? It's, it's a rare, but uh, it's a severe skin disease where you get like sores all over your body. And what's co- what caused what causes Stevens Johnson is medicine. Oh no. Prescription medicine. And the pers- the 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 uh the prescription medicine what caused his to turn into Steven Johnson was his gout medicine. Because he had gout. You know, and that's that's one of the things that it, it it even probably says it on on the uh, you where know, we get these 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 pharmaceutical drugs and we never read the side effects. You know what I mean? But that was one of the side effects from it, and that's what he got. Mm. So uh, I had made a concoction, um, which I had done years ago. I had used uh, shea butter um uh, uh, what is it called the, the, the plant that he aloe aloe vera, vera shave the aloe vera and coconut oil and I mixed it all together and I've done that many years ago because my son and uh, my son had eczema bad so I was I was into natural remedies and stuff like that so I used that made that and cleared the skin up pretty well. So, we had took some down there for my dad because the skin, man. He, I've never in my life, my father's 6'8 Oh wow, 270. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Big man, strong man. I mean, always been you know tough. Worked in the steel mills, thirty some. John odd years Henry he up retired. Up mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's from the old school. Man, I you bet understand I what bet I'm you
0: mean. when he. When he whooped ass, he whooped ass. Oh
2: man, look, my <laughs> old man was the enforcer of my I family. I bet he was
0: <laughs> six eight. You know
2: what I mean. But I never looked I never seen my father look so defeated in in my life. Uh, I never forget even going up to to the facility, looking at my old man, and was just wondering why he wasn't watching TV because he was always into sports, always into TV. It was like, in my mind, he kind of knew the end was near. Because it just just didn't sit sit with me. But anyway, um, that was my last visit with my father. So in April, um, he had a couple more surgeries, but the doctors told us that if they don't get this lead out, that his possibility
1: of surviving is, is very slim to none. It's one of those things where basically, like the his body, i.e. his heart, absorbed the lead. His heart absorbed the lead because it's like your body feel like it's a foreign object, and so your body to compensate, it's like, well, I'm just going to absorb it. Exactly, and because it's a foreign object. Yeah,
2: and that's what the skin does because you got th- it's a muscle. The heart is a muscle, so. The doctors had explained to us what, what that was all about. Um, so we had to make a decision whether we go let him have the surgery or not. I mean, he had to have it because he had to get that out. And so it, it just, the, the very last surgery he had in April, um, it wasn't good. Okay, he got out of the surgery. And I think he survived maybe a week or two later. He ended up passing away in April of 2017.
0: So January 17th, 2017, you had to watch your mom pass. Three months later, now dad's gone. Now my father passed. What you... And and there's more to this too, Mo. So this is like, I'm telling you, visionaries buckle up. This is, um, it's intense. But I'm curious, and I want to tie it in since we're in the first quarter of the year, right? When you're going through this, how do you stay? Because, I mean, you got to work. You got a family. You have wife, kids, right? Like, you can't just say, I'm not working anymore, right? Like, how do you get locked in to still taking care of yours, but also... Still trying to take care of yours. Well, and that's like the, how do you balance that or juggle? I don't know. If balance would be a, even an appropriate word. And that's the,
2: that's, the, that's the great thing. So 2016 is crazy because in 2016, now mind you, I had just graduated. I got my, uh, my bachelor's degree in, uh, cybersecurity. Um, but my passion was really cooking. It's crazy, yeah. Can't make this up. <laughs> uh, it is my field. I went to school for it, but I got into cooking, and I I, I had a I, I noticed that I had a uh, a gift of uh, of just cooking or or, or grilling. I should say, I shouldn't say cooking. It's a, it's a difference, but. And so in 2016, I quit my job to start my business, my catering business. In 2016, I I never really knew because I just really just, it was like a jump. I just jumped. I wasn't scared. I just jumped, man. And this was before my mom got sick. I never really understood. But by me doing that, gave me the opportunity to be able to do the things that I did for my mom mm. because had
1: I been working at a job, you'd had to check in with somebody and all that. I know but I, I wouldn't think,
0: have had that time. I, and we didn't get into this, but I'm assuming, right? but I think there's a, a big nugget there, like if you're hearing from God, it's time to jump, jump. Because you don't know what's around that corner, right? And like you said, if you don't jump, you may not be able to have the time off, or maybe you have to sacrifice your full-time income to make a decision on supporting my family, right? And then you got a whole heap of other other issues and problems that you gotta, you know, deal with after they're passing. So, right. Well,
2: well, another part of me jumping. Now, I, I've been I've been married now. Ooh, nineteen! It'll be Don't nineteen mess up. years this year. Okay, it'll be nineteen years this year, and again, my wife was a big part of me making that jump. I didn't just go flying off the handle and just make the decision without consulting her first. Right on. You did what I'm saying, yes, so sir. she was a big part. She was a big support of my decision making. It. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't. I didn't just, just go flying off the handle and doing it. But she supported me in whatever it was, and that's hard. Well, I ain't gonna say it's hard to find. It is. It's not. It's not. It, it's just that, that. That's a whole other different <laughs> podcast right there. <laughs> but, what I'm trying to
1: say is they don't make them like that no more.
2: It, well, they do. You just gotta find the right one. You count know, count your blessings. Hard. Count few and far in between, yeah. Few far count, in between. Count your blessings. I, I, I'm
0: blessed. So, I'm blessed. so you make this decision. Um, you know, you you have to watch your mother pass, your father pass. You started to you started your own catering company, which afforded you the opportunity to, to be there for both of those situations. But you know, the reason why your story is so engaging is because it it doesn't stop there. So I know you wanna go ahead and light your stick. So yeah.
2: Father passed away. April. It's crazy because right after his funeral, we shot the Vegas. Well, I'm running it now. I'm running. You understand what I'm saying, man? Mm -hmm. I'm running. Uh, we shot to Vegas, boom. Get back from Vegas, boom. May, we shoot to F- Destin, Florida. I'm running. I'm running. Um, but during that visit in Destin, I get a call from my daughter, right? My oldest daughter. She said, Daddy, I don't feel good. This and that. Woo, woo, woo. I said, go to the hospital. She goes to the hospital. Okay. Uh, this is probably like the day before we getting ready to come back. Um, she goes to the hospital. They sent her home. Uh, with a, uh, I, I think it was a respiratory infection, the first one. So the next day, Gums, she calls back. She's still not feeling well. Now, we're on our way back now. Y'all flying or driving? No, we're driving. This okay. is 19-hour drive. Goes to the hospital. They sent her home again, saying that this time she has a urinary tract infection. Right? I get home. I'll never forget this. This, 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 this right here. <laughs> Man, I get home. She's hollering and screaming. Oh, I need to go to the hospital. I need to go to the hospital. I'm not feeling well. Mind you, she just been to the hospital twice. Twice they sent her home. And mind you, I just got off the road, nineteen hour drive, coming from Destin, Florida. Now, my daughter, you have to really know my my daughter, my oldest daughter. Sometimes she can she 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 can exaggerate a little bit. She's 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 a little dramatic. She's needy, needy attention. So it. At the time, we like, just, you, you'll be okay. Uh, Shayla, my wife, went and got us some, some medicine, some pain medicine. She took the medicine that night. Calmed down. But what something didn't sit well with me that night. And I'm going to say this. For for those that want to believe, you you don't want to believe. My mother came to me that night. You know what she told me? That night, she told me to take that girl to the hospital. To take that girl to the hospital. And I didn't.
0: All right, hold on one second, because we're, we're about to, this is deep. But I, when you say your mom came to you and said, you need to take that girl to the hospital. In my dream. What, it was a dream. So, In my dream. Okay, okay.
2: In my dream, she came to me and told me to take her to the hospital. Because I dozed off. Because I, I really couldn't get no sleep that night. Because right. I was kind of like, I just didn't feel right that night. I just, it was a feeling. And I did not act on what I was supposed to at that particular time. So I get up the next day. First thing I do when I get up, I check on her. She's cool, the pain is gone. But the part that wasn't cool was it was like she was Out of her mind, eliberated, uh, pretty much. Um, so I, the first thing I thought, she had took a drug. You know, you know, because these young kids like to explore. And I, the first thing in my mind, you know, she's that age. She's twenty three at the time, or twenty two at the time. So I'm thinking, okay, well, she just took something, stumbling all over the house. Now I'm mad. Because you taking stuff and you all over the place. Like, come on, man. But what I didn't know, it wasn't that. But I didn't know that until she ended up using the bathroom on herself. Then I I said to myself, this is serious. I need to take her to the hospital. I took her to the hospital. This was about 3 o'clock. Took her to the hospital, right? Medical city of Irvine. I'll never forget. On MacArthur in Irvine. And uh, we got there. They do tests on her. First thing they do, they do drug tests. The only thing they found in her system was marijuana. Of course, I knew she smoked, okay? Then she began showing Signs where they had to go and do a lumbar test, a mm. lumbar puncture. Okay, they do that. They do that for uh, spinal meningitis. Okay. Um. But what we didn't know, in order for them to be able to do a lumbar puncture, they have to give you this uh this drug called Atavan, Okay. Um. And what I did know that she was allergic to Ativan, mm. so they gave her the Ativan. I'm sitting there, right in the room with her, and she coded. Oh no! She coded right there on the spot, and so when she coded, now it's chaos. You know, doctors running everywhere. They, you know, they the little sign, woo, woo, woo. And I'm sitting there in disbelief now. You gotta mind. You gotta think. I just lost my mom. I just lost my dad. And now this is going on. And this is your daughter. This is my first child. I just couldn't I, I, I just, I just couldn't believe what was going on. And and what was crazy about the situation, the nurse that was in there giving her CPR was giving my baby CPR. They wasn't reviving her right away. So they. I'll never forget the lady gave me a look as almost as if I don't know if she going to come back. You know, the look in the eyes, you can tell the look like, in the eyes. Like eye, I'm
0: trying. I, I, I don't know what else to do.
2: That's the look that she was giving me. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm giving her the look like, man, y'all better say my baby. You, you know what I mean? Out. To me, it seemed forever, but I believe she was under for maybe, maybe a minute and a half, maybe two minutes, but that was the longest two minutes yes, of sir. my life. Yes, sir. You dig what I'm saying? They bring her back. When they bring her back. The neurologist tells us that her chance of survival was on a scale from one to ten, a one. Okay, I had to call that girl, mama, uh, which is my baby's mom. I had because uh, that's my daughter through my my my. my, my First baby mama. Devastated, to say the least. Everybody was devastated. Uh, So we didn't want to take that for an answer. So we wouldn't got a second opinion.
0: Good. Good for you.
2: Okay. Now, uh, we got the second opinion. From Limsky. I want to get a shout out to Dallas Zalelimsky. A great—they specialize in neurology. That is a great hospital. Uh, but that's not the only great hospital that's over there. Parkland is a good hospital. Uh, um, UT Southwest Medical is a good hospital. All of those hospitals are like right there, and um. So we got her in Zelinsky. So they brought her back, um, but we f- we found out <clears throat> that they diagnosed her with a a, a rare autoimmune disease called uh, a Bickerstaff brainstem encephalitis. Never heard of this before in my entire life, until now.
0: Bickerstaff brainstem.
2: Encephalitis.
0: Encephalitis.
2: A rare disease, right? A rare disease for your peripheral and your central nervous system. So basically, my daughter, nerve endings were damaged. Her peripheral vision was damaged. She couldn't see anything in her peripheral period. Mm. She couldn't move voluntarily on her own. She was basically in a plegic state. Okay? Devastating, to say the least. But she's still here. Right? So on the road to recovery, we're trying to remain positive. I wouldn't even let nobody in the room unless you're positive about everything. I was at every meeting because they do rounds, you know, and uh when you're in ICU, if, or if you ever had a family member in ICU, they the the uh the doctors doctors who's ever uh uh on the wing run, yep. Either uh neurology, you got phlebotomists, you got different doctors who take care of different things and they come by and they all get together, they have their rounds. So they will have their rounds because this is nothing I ever heard before. I went and done my research and just it was crazy. Um, I even I even went as far as to because my daughter couldn't eat or anything so so she had to have uh, a IV uh feeds uh, basically to uh, to get her nourishment because she couldn't eat because voluntarily she couldn't do any of that she couldn't swallow any of that so basically you know my daughter was getting feed through tubes uh, and, and eventually I, I convinced the doctors uh to to change her fees to plant-based fees. I had to, because insurance wouldn't pay for the plant-based fees, and to the doctor approving, and I had to prove to the doctor that this was the best nourishment for. Her. And man, the doctor, the doctor was surprised that I was uh so vigilant as far as getting the best care for my daughter. You know, uh, I'm sure they've seen people before, but as far as going to deep studying and because uh, I ain't no dummy, I'm a, I'm a you tell me some stuff. I'm gonna go research it. Although my wife is a nurse too, that's that helped helped out a lot. So of course, uh, m- my daughter's getting better. Okay, so now it's time. She's not ready to come home, but she's ready to come down to a uh, a step down hospital or a facility. Um, I can't think of the name of the facility that she went to in Arlington. Uh, but there's a facility which is a step-down facility below the hospital, but above like a rehabilitation center. Because it's a specialty quite, center, right? She wasn't quite ready for that yet, so we got her there. She regressed.
0: Um, Do you think she regressed because of the level of care?
2: Okay, that's a st- <laughs> <laughs> that's a sticky situation. I- I'm not really sure. Um, I really don't know for sure. I would like to say that they did the best that they could. Um. But she coded a couple of times there. A couple of times. A couple of times. A couple of times. And each time she... You got to mind, each time that her brain is not getting oxygen is making her situation worse. And you're damaging the brain. It's damaging her brain. So... uh, That goes on from May to... January.
0: Seven months. Six and a half, seven months of this.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. And, and well, she, she went back to the hospital and they gave us an ultimatum. Okay, whether we put her in a facility, like a facility that I put my mom in, or she comes home and we had to take care of her My wife was the first one to raise her hand and say, we taking her home. (laughs) I look at her like, are we? Like, how am I going to be able to, because mind you, she had to be fed four times a day. She has to go through uh, physical therapy to try to to get her joints back right. So she
0: avoids atrophy.
2: I'm talking about she needed 24-hour care. 24 hour care I brought her home my wife we had her room set up like a hospital Um, of course we got everything uh, through through the insurance as far as the supplies and everything I mean I had it set up like a hospital man Um, I shit it on Facebook too a lot of those times but yeah, every everything was set up perfect and um Man, I, I probably was getting maybe four or five hours of sleep a night. Especially when my wife had to work. Cause, you know, I couldn't do nothing. I had to be there with her. Is the catering
0: business still going?
2: Yeah, but I'm I c I, I can do what I can do. So obviously I'm really not working as much because I'm taking care of my daughter. So it's it's there. But not as much unless my wife is there, or unless her mom. Her mom came over and contributed a hell of a lot too. Um, so all that went on. And then this one particular night, she started back talking because my, my my daughter had stopped talking and everything. This one particular night, I never forget. She told me she was tired Mm. and that the only reason why she is keeping going was because of me and her mother. that, That broke me down because I'm like, man, she is trying to live because of me and her mom. I was, I was I was I was broke down, and then the, the, the day after that, she had to go to the hospital, and never came back home. So, in July of 2018, she passed away. Uh, I wasn't there to see her. Uh, Take her last breath, but her mother was I. I. Uh, that's one thing that I. I don't wish. I don't wish that on nobody. I, I'm glad I wasn't there. Uh, I, I. I. I hate that she was there. If anybody had to see that child, but yeah. Uh, they called me and they was like, uh, her husband called me and was like, look, man, uh, you know, Brittany passed away. Okay. And um, about five hours later, he calls me back. Was like, "Hey, man, I uh, I can't get her out the bed. She's still in the bed with her five hours later after she passed away." But anyway,
0: so my daughter passes
2: away. So now I'm like,
0: and this is all within eighteen months. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. This is. All within eighteen months, man.
0: Now I want to I want to pause here because <clears throat> that's a lot. Mother, father, daughter. Now your firstborn, your daughter, and we we're girl dads as well. We both have daughters. Uh, and we don't have sons. Um, so I I can empathize certainly, right? Um. It's July two thousand eighteen. What are you thinking? About as you look back over the last eighteen months, like are you mad at God? Are you mad at yourself? Are you mad at your baby's mom? Are you, you mad at your parents? Like what? What emotional? Um, what was your emotional state like?
2: I didn't have none at that particular. You just time. numb. I I didn't I didn't have none. Even even at her funeral, like. It's crazy because everybody was looking at. I I, I can I can I'm visualized going back to the funerals. Like everybody was looking at me like to see how I'm gonna react because everybody knew what was going on with me. But I didn't have any emotion. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Was that cry just anything. tired?
0: You're just tired of. I think. I think. I think. It. it, it Okay, so it hadn't really hit me yet. Because mm-hmm. you've been working the whole time.
2: I've been going. I've I mean, when working.
0: I say work, what I mean is you're working to take care of your daughter, and, and and your focus, your attention, your energy is all on her. And I think it's very common that after, you know, she passes or whatever, you, there's nothing left for you to give at that point.
2: Man, I, I was just numb pretty much. Yeah. Uh just still and still still cannot believe all this is going on. so two years later, it hit me. it hit me hard <laughs> two me, years uh, and then I went to go i had I had uh even went to go see a psychiatrist. So there's nothing wrong with going to see a psychiatrist, man. If you, you know, if you think something's wrong, man, go see a psychiatrist cuz it it helped me a lot. Uh I probably I probably it, I probably wouldn't be able to sit up and talk to y'all had I hadn't had a little bit of help. You know, it, it now mind you, the psychiatrist can only lead you to the water. You have to drink the water. Yes, which sir. means that you have to get it within yourself uh, because that was a lot to endure at that particular Hell time. Yeah. Um, and then it don't stop there.
0: I, don't stop there. It's crazy.
2: 2018 goes by, years go by. We Okay, I'm thinking my life is going to get back to normal. Here, 2022 come rolling around well 2021 my my son he has a head injury and maybe like uh I'm not sure I think in maybe June or July so we thought he had maybe had a concussion all year was going around going going all year the year had gone by and so he started throwing up and not being able to stop Throwing up. So we didn't know what was going on with him, man. Sent him to the doctor. Uh, my wife ended up getting him an MRI. So they, they go to the hospital get an MRI. They give me a call. I'm at, I'm at the house. I'm working from the house at this particular time. And they tell me <laughs> that my son has a tumor. this uh I forget how many centimeters it was, it was a pretty big tumor on his on his brain, and that he needed to have surgery right away, and that it was cancer now mind you my my son at the time he's fifteen now, he was thirteen at the time. No, he was 14 at the time. because This is January. He had just turned 14. Uh, no, no, he was 13 at the time. And man, 13 years old, finding out my son got brain cancer. Now I'm just...
1: you right back in it.
2: <laughs> oh
1: Tell us, at this particular... Now
2: I'm like... To the point to where, okay. If something happens to him, it, 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 I don't want to live no more. Like, like really, I I was at a point to where, it, it, if something happened to him, it's over for me. You know what I mean? At that, but that's why I how I felt. So he has a surgery, man. His surgery was ten hours long. we in that waiting room for 10 hours, brother. I mean, if you can imagine the feeling of being in the waiting room for 10 hours, knowing that your son has having brain surgery, 13 years old, having brain surgery. you talking about bad nerves at that particular time. So we got through it. We got through it. Uh, About a week later, they take another MRI to make sure that it was out. The doctor come back and tell us they did not get all the cancer out. That they had to do another surgery. Go back in. They had to go back in and get the rest of this tumor out. At that point in time, now, now I'm mad as hell. I'm ready. I'm looking at the doctor like, boy, I feel like stealing on this dude. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, like, like live it, man. Like, live it. And the doctors knew I was mad because I had walked out of the room. It was like, man, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? I said, you know what? I got to let, I got to let, I got to let his course, I got to let God take his course. Um, uh, so we ended up going through it, man. and ended up getting him out, getting him out, uh, getting out, all of the uh, tumor out of his brain. Ended up having uh, chemotherapy and radiation. Wow. And and a year later, man, he back playing football.
0: Praise you know God. I mean? So, amen. To, f- f-
2: and it didn't stop there. Because I don't even know if I told you this. The last time we talked, I don't know. I don't know if I told you. No, I, I
0: knew about the tumor. And I knew that they got it out, but that was it.
2: My stepfather ended up. I find out, and this this is this was twenty twenty three. I found out. Oh, this is
0: when you went to Mississippi.
2: No, no, my stepfather. My father already passed. My stepfather was the one that was there when my mom. He Mm -hmm. was there when my mom had the stroke, the second stroke. Find out he had uh, lung cancer and it was the fourth stage lung cancer but we didn't I didn't know how bad it was he didn't let us know, let me let us know how bad it was I just I just went down to to, to go help him out I come back home then found out his situation got worse October 27th I watched him pass away and and I was getting ready to go getting ready to say cuz he passed away like my mom and that and when, when I when I saw him it was like me seeing her all over, so it was like it was like me watching it all over again. Uh, so wow. yeah, man, that that was that was that was rough, but I can say that what made me be able to go through all of that. Cause I hear a lot of people say, "Oh man, you strong man. You the strongest person I know." Dude. I never believed that. You understand what I'm saying? I never, I never looked at looked at it like everybody else is looking at me, like, "Oh, you strong, you strong." I just look at it as, and it could be I could, I could have been set up. I could have been set up. Um. Uh, and what I mean by that, by a lot of rough things that I went through in my past in Gary, Indiana, going up in Gary, I might have been set up You're to- You were battle tested. I, I was battle tested, pretty much. But each and every one of us have that in us. So when we talk about death, nobody wants to talk about that. <clears throat> um Death is life, you know, and we all got to go through it someday. And that's how I'm able to be able just to to get up and go because I I fall down, don't get me wrong. I I had a moment this morning because of my mom. I'm thinking about my mom, but I don't sit there and waddle in it.
0: So- you're, were you close with your stepfather? Yes, I okay, was very so close. Okay, so you got a chance to see him pass, and, yeah. and there's no more death or passing as no, of no, right now. this is okay, cool. October 27th. The day yeah. before
2: my birthday is when he passed away. Man.
0: So I think, first of all, I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you, sir, for being so uh, transparent and honest and um, – Willing to share your story, you know that that is is impactful, and I think where I kind of want to go next is, and you you just started talking about it. Like every day isn't you know peaches and roses. You know what I mean. Every day is is a struggle. There may be mornings where you get up where, you know, you have a thought or a uh, an aroma reminds you of your daughter, or a football game reminds you of your your father, and so you have those type of moments, and so. What I kind of want to get into is talk to our visionaries, and that's what we call people that, that rock with uh, TVLP. Um, talk to them about how you're able to deal with this. I mean, those are four huge and monumental uh, acts, right? So how do, they, how do they get through the grief?
2: You have to – <sighs> reality – because we all want to live in this fantasy world. I mean, come on, man. We have to, we have to, to realize that. Like again, death is for certain. But really, how I really got, uh, while I was going through, what I was going through. I did a lot of meditating too. I forgot. I didn't mention that meditating. I I learned how to meditate. Uh. And then I would after I meditate, I would run uh, and, 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 it, and it carry on to, to me today. <laughs> so exercise good um, good habits, not getting off into you know drugs and alcohol man if you can find you something
1: something productive,
2: some productive. lift weights, run, exercise, read a book. And just take your mind off of it because we always it, it, you you always go think about it it's never going to go away you just got to learn how to deal with it um you you, you you learn how to deal with it man and and just know that one day one day it's going to be you you know so that that was pretty much how I
0: so you put a, a pragmatic approach to it.
2: You, you you that's that's the only way you can look at it because if you don't, you're you're never you're never gonna be able to to progress. You're always gonna regress instead of progress, and that's why a lot of people get stuck. They get stuck in that in that state, and they, and they can't get out of it. They trapped. You have to you have to be able to. Get up because life goes on at the end of the day. Life goes on, man. As much as as much as I miss my daughter, man, please believe, man. That's my first. My very first. So every day I think about her. You know what I mean? I can't I can't I can't bring her back. So what I'm gonna do a disservice for the people that need me, because I want to be stuck, she's gone. I can't bring her back. So you got you to gotta keep moving. You just have your moments, and you got to keep moving.
0: So I want to challenge that statement. Not, not that I disagree or believe it's wrong, but you're the father, it's different as a mother. And I'm sure mothers that are out there that are watching this is say, well, that, you didn't carry that baby for nine months. You know what I mean? You weren't there breastfeeding. You weren't there, you know, all that stuff, which is very valid and very, you know, true, right? Um, because that, that, that bond that they have in the womb, a male and their child will never be able to, I don't want to say compete, but it's different, right? Totally That's different. True. So what about the moms out there that may have had to recently bury a child? and and what would be your advice to them
2: my advice to the to the ladies you just you just got to keep pushing i i i still talk to uh, my baby's mom every now and again i text her uh for like mother's day she'll text me father's day We'll talk, have a conversation, but from what I, I I can't really speak from a woman's perspective because like you say, right. I didn't carry the baby for nine months. However, at the same time, the same rules apply. Yes, sir. You have to be able to move on, especially if you have other kids. Um you gotta keep moving for, for for everybody else. You know, you just can't sit there and just and, and, and waddle in it. You have to fight, stay busy, find you something that you love to do that'll take your mind off of it. Yeah. Because otherwise, you go get caught up in your own trap. Yeah. You know, some people, some people get immune to feeling that way. Whether you believe it or not, we're living in a society right now where there's people out there, there's starving for, for uh attention. And I don't wanna say that it's attention, but in that aspect, it's a certain feeling, man. Some people like for people like to for people to feel sorry for them. You you gotta get out of that. It's just just have to get out of that that it's mode. ugly Truth, it's ugly truth. I mean, it is what it is. You speak it into existence,
0: you know.
1: It's been one hell of a uh, sit down. Shout out to you, Cuff.
0: Yeah, I told you it was gonna be.
1: I think <laughs> the 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 one sole question that I have after listening to this is: as you move forward in life, right? Because you said you still got people. There are still people here who depend on you. What has been the leading force, or the, or, or the 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 biggest tool that you've used to remain square on your feet? Because that's a lot for for one person to take, right? Like you said, you know, yeah, like you you can't you can't be the victim role. You can't play the victim role. You can't just scream "Why me?" And you know, so, you know, you've mentioned going to see a psychiatrist, things like that. But what's the what's the one thing that has helped you stay square on your feet and and kept you? Squared getting into, away,
0: getting into drugs or becoming an alcoholic, or just throwing your life away. Like people
1: have people have snapped and gone crazy for far less. Yes, sir. Yeah, they have. I, yeah, some
2: a lot of people can't deal with one. When I mean, people uh, get fired particular. from a job,
1: and go going to shoot up buildings. Let alone lose four loved ones like that and 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 still and still remain sane. So, like, how? What's the biggest thing that has helped you stay square?
2: All I can say, is like I say, it could be. The battle test, man. I, I I've been through a lot growing up, but I mean, this is this is this is different. But I I, I would say I'm a spiritual person too now. Um, my creator. Uh, I never mentioned that because I'm not a religious person. I'm a more of a spiritual person than a religious person. So. Um, I just believe that I was I was guided through by my creator and 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 my knowledge for me knowing my spiritual and knowing that one day I'm I'm gonna see my people again in the spiritual realm. Yeah. For sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So you, you know. And that's that's really that's really it, man. I, I I like to help people too. Helping people uh it, it gives me a sense of satisfaction because I know that that's what my mom would want me to do. For sure. To help people that's been through things that can't get through it, she would want me to help. And, and and that's, 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 I feel like that's, that's my calling is to, to help people that's been in, in them situations.
0: Well, I, mean. I, I will tell you this, um, to those visionaries that are still tuning into this episode, I, I'm, I'm prayerful that, that your message, that your story has helped somebody, um, Death is a part of life, and we certainly want to show our empathy and sympathy towards those that may be going through that or have recently experienced that, right? Holidays, The holiday time can be a very tough time um, for a lot of people because of the ones that they've lost. Um, and as we kind of start this year, you know, I, I just wanted to put things in perspective that no matter where you are, right, if you're in a bad situation, you know, your, your story could be helpful. And so I know that your mom – Your stepdad, your father, your daughter are all looking down at you and and proud of the man that you are, Um, your story, and and, and how it can resonate with so many people. So I do want to say thank you uh, on behalf of the Vision Lab podcast. Um, We typically ask a set of questions at the end of every
1: single show. It's you, and there is a round table. You get to have five other people at your table, uh, the only stipulation we put on it is that you can't have God or whatever religious entity that you believe in at the table. Outside of that, uh, no pun intended, dead or alive, who do you want at your table? Mm. Mm. Uh,
2: It'd probably be mostly the dead and and. Well, you get five my, seats. Five seats: my mom, my dad, and daughter.
1: You got that's two the, left.
2: That's three off the top.
1: Yep. Um.
2: Man. My stepdad and my ooh dang.
0: That's (laughs) horse. That's that's tough. Uh, Don't let don't let Shayla see this.
2: Five seats at the table. She probably, she probably. She probably. Like, yeah, go ahead, babe. Go ahead and get your. I would say, I would say my mom, dad, and daughter, my grandfather on both sides. Jack Green. And uh, and, and uh, 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 stormy weathers. Mm. Well,
0: that's a great name. Mm, man, <laughs> that's a great weathers. name. Um, you know, normally at this particular time, we always kind of get the social media handles. I don't think you're on social media like that, but if this story resonates with somebody, um, can you drop your, your Facebook um, page? Yeah, this is.
2: Just Tony Green. Uh, I don't know anything. Hey, else. We'll, we'll
0: drop it on the screen here. But yeah. if anybody wants to reach out to you, can is it okay if they DM us and then we can get them in contact with that, you?
2: That yes, yes, you definitely can reach out to me. Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm. Of course, I'm. I'm not licensed or any way, but I'm experienced, and experience go go a long way. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to talk to anybody, man. Like I said, I I didn't find this purpose until later on, but that I I do believe now that that's one of the purposes. Well, the main purpose that I have in life.
0: Yeah. So visionaries, if if this story touched you, or you're you're going through this, or you know someone that is going through uh, a very difficult time, grief. You know, please uh, shoot us a DM at the Vision Lab podcast. You can shoot us an email. Uh, the vision lab at yahoo.com and we'll get you hooked up with tony um, and you guys can chop it up you know um, there's no um, embarrassment um, by seeking help and talking to people you heard tony talk about you know going to the psychiatrist so um, sometimes just getting it out and getting it off your chest and hearing from other people that have kind of gone through it um, can be a big 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 help in your life so uh, with that being said tony what is your long, What is the long-term vision for one Tony Green?
2: Ooh, my long-term vision is to be able to generate, <laughs> and this is kind of off the topic, generational wealth for my kids. Uh, that's always been one of my biggest things. Um, and that's what I'm working on now when I get back home, I gotta, yeah. So that's what I'm working on legacy, uh, leaving, leaving, leaving a legacy behind. Uh, I, I, I want my legacy to be to where my kids can be proud of me, yes, you know, being there, uh, uh, Everybody want to talk about, you know, why wow, are you real, real, real? nah, man, real is taking care of your parents, man, when they need you. You understand what I'm saying? Being there for your kids when they need you. Being there for true friends when they need you. Um, That's being real, man. All this going out, doing all this uh, other crazy stuff that these – Nah, they ain't being real. This, the stuff what you see on TV, nah, that's fake, man. Nothing under the sun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Take care of your family. I don't see how people go out here and don't be speaking to their mom and father. I, I, I just don't get it, man. I, I, I wish I could bring mine back. I would kill for a conversation with my mother and father. You know what I'm saying? Even my baby. But, you know, it is what it is, man. So.
0: Yeah. Um. In case you didn't know, the Vision Lab has a magical time machine. Okay? What advice would you be giving yourself from five years ago? Advice that I would
2: be giving myself five years from now?
0: Ago. So back in 2020. 2019.
2: 2019. What advice would I be giving my
0: Oh it's January
2: 2019 if i the advice i would have given myself 5 years ago 2019 if i could have just st- st- stay in the house and and don't go out for about 2 or 3 years <laughs> <laughs> and just grind for
0: 2 or 3 years that that's well, you gonna get that in 2020 with COVID, <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: man? Just yeah, that man, yeah. Because um, I'm on a whole bunch of a, a different, different things, but like I said, that's that could be another podcast. But this this is first of all, I want I want, I want to thank y'all for having me on. Uh, I appreciate y'all giving me the ability to share my story to people that. Uh, that may be grief stricken, because um, there's a lot of people out there that's, that's, that's grief stricken, and, and and they're looking they they're looking for something or somebody to be able to steer them in the right direction, because it's, 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 it's a lot of people out here that's that don't know how to deal with it. They don't, they don't know how. So, y'all giving the people the opportunity to to to, to have me speak because my story goes really a
0: little bit deeper, and I I can get long winded, but
2: it's well, we deeper may, than what I'm.
0: We may have to have you back on and, and chop it up some more. So, final question of the uh, the podcast: What advice would you be giving yourself five years from now? So it's 2029.
1: And that version of you is looking back to you today. What's he telling you? you,
0: What is he telling you to do? The
2: vision for five years is
0: telling me. So that older version of Tony's looking back and talking to you today in 2024. What's he telling you?
2: Don't give up. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Don't give up. Yeah. You know, um, life is about obstacles, man. It ain't going to always go your way.
0: Just got to keep pushing. That's my slogan. Push. That's good. It's tough. Push. Well, again, Tony, on behalf of the vision lab podcast, just tremendously humbled, um, for you sharing your story. It's going to touch lives. Um, visionaries. If you're rocking with this, this late in the, on the podcast, first of all, thank you. Um, this is a tremendous story and that we wanted to share and wanted to get out to you guys. Um, it's a different way to kind of start the year, but it's also an appropriate way. And I just, I, you know, want to encourage you. Whatever you're going through, like Tony said, just, just keep going, keep pushing, get up, make yourself busy, talk to people, uh, continue to put one foot in front of the other, and and time will 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 go by, right? And then you'll get stronger and you'll get better, and and that's just the that's just the game, and that's the that's the formula. It's no uh, no secret sauce. I mean, you heard it directly from Tony. So if you're going through something, you know, by all means, just 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 get up and, and keep going. One thing, one thing. I'm gonna say this.
2: Excuse me. I don't mean. It. No, you good. One thing that my psychiatrist told me that was the hardest thing that I ever had to do was to write down ten of your more, your hardest moments. Of what you've been through. I think that was one of the hardest things that I ever had to do in my life. Because I, not only writing them down gives you vivid memories of what you've been through.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: it also, it's also therapeutic. Because it get, it. Again, it it gives me the ability to be able to talk my story because, like I said, at one point I probably wouldn't be, I wouldn't have been able to sit up here and talk to y'all without breaking down.
0: Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah, I mean, that's four extremely close people yeah. to you. So, yeah. Uh, so, respect. it's therapeutic. Yeah. It's therapeutic
2: talking about it uh, now. Um, especially when you know you did everything you could. Now- some people, they, 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 they go through grief because of regrets. I told y'all earlier, one of the things that I regretted, I didn't regret. say it was a regret, yeah. was not taking that girl to the hospital.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: My regret, things probably could have turned out differently had I took her to the hospital, but I can't. I can't dwell on that, because if I dwell on that, you would be no good. I ain't going to be no good. Yeah. So.
0: Well, again, thank you so much for jumping into the lab with us. Remember, visionaries, each one of our guests that are jumping into the lab are dropping nuggets of wisdom. It's up to you to pick them up.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ryan Mosley. He is Ryan Cuffey. Thank you to our guest, Tony Green. And we'll see you guys next time another great episode of the Vision Lab Podcast.
3: Peace.
2: Blessings.